They say the ultimate devil in America today is a white, straight, conservative Christian male. Hello, my name is Jason Hines, and I'll be the devil hosting this podcast. So however you stumbled upon this podcast, I'd like to say thank you for taking the time out of your busy life to check out what I'm going to be doing here. And I'm uh, going to have a lot of guest hosts on here as well. A uh, wide variety of different people will be on here. Um, but basically what this podcast is going to be about will be talking about things that you're not supposed to talk about. A lot of things like religion, politics, and some fun stuff, of course, like movies and music and different various entertainment options. But uh, basically, it seems like most people anymore, they just don't have the ability to carry a conversation on anymore. Uh, and I don't know if you want to blame that on social media or certain generations. Uh, I, I don't know what really it is to blame. And I really can't even say we can blame it on generations because... And for crying out loud, baby boomers aren't exactly acting mature the way they should. But I digress. We'll get into all of that later. But uh, basically, that's just what this podcast is going to be about. Having conversations with people who may or may not agree with me. This isn't going to be like a Tucker Carlson thing or, you know, anything that you'll see on CNN where they just want to argue with people that don't agree with them. And uh, have a bunch of hosts and guests on that totally agree on everything, because what's the point? I mean, if you don't have a conversation about things, things really can't change. Now, I'm not saying that this little podcast is going to change the world. Uh, might show you a few different viewpoints out there. Might give you some idea of how other people may think. Uh, might open some eyes to some different ideas and options that are out there that maybe... You've been told you can't think this way or you can't feel this way. So why listen to me? I mean, I'm no one famous. I'm not popular. I'm not rich. Just an average guy making his way through life. Probably the way most of you out there are right now as you're listening. Uh, But that's kind of the reason of the podcast. Uh, Like I said before, it's just so many people get cast as being a certain way because of their race or the way they look, uh, their religion, accents. Uh, skin color, whatever. And if you're like me, you're tired of being pigeonholed into a tiny box, being made to decide between, you know, left or right, Coke or Pepsi, for crying out loud. It's like you are an individual uh, for people who think that you have to feel a certain way or think a certain way just because you look a certain way. Uh, And of course, myself being a Gen Xer, I hate it more than the average person because can't put me in a box man you know like i i we all hate labels and all that good 90s grunge stuff so to kind of give you an idea of what i mean about me i want to break down the five adjectives that i use to describe myself at the beginning first of all being that i'm white so being white uh especially in this day and age with all this political stuff going on obviously like just because i'm white that means that i'm racist uh, which is the furthest thing from the truth. I mean, I have black friends, Asians, Hispanic, Middle Eastern friends, um, all over the place. In fact, I just met a good friend uh, a couple years ago that lives in Libya. So I don't care what you look like. I don't care what your religion is. If you're a good person, you're a good person. And I'm going to be friends with you. If you're a jerk, I'm just going to say good luck with life and move on. 
but people assume that I'm racist just because that I'm white. Um, I live in Ohio, Midwest, as now we, uh, I am actually engaged to a wonderful woman. Uh, we've been together almost five years now. Uh, she's a nurse and a while ago she took a position as a traveling nurse. And for those of you who don't know traveling nurses, basically if there are hospitals in need, uh, they just don't have the staff that they need or, you know, they're going through a huge transition, uh, cause there's all kinds of different charting systems that people will use and to help teach and train other people to use these. Sometimes they use travelers. So travel companies most of the time will pay for the travel itself, uh, your housing, um, all the stuff they're in, but you know, you just take what you can and move along. Contracts typically are about 13 weeks, about three months. Uh, and then you go on, move on. So we ended up taking, well, she ended up taking, uh, kind of an extended stay down in South Carolina. Uh, we, <laughs> we lived in South Carolina. And of course, if you're from Ohio or, you know, much about Ohioans, like South Carolina is like Mecca, like everybody, oh, South Carolina, it's amazing down there. It's so fantastic, but it's because they're always going to the beach in South Carolina or to Charleston, which of course is, you know, along the coast. And I think that's why a lot of people think that South Carolina is such an amazing place. Now, if you're from South Carolina, I'm not about to start bashing your state. Um, I certainly could because I wasn't very happy when uh, when we were there. But most of the state is actually a very poor state. Um, unfortunately, they're very uneducated. And I'm not trying to say that they're stupid. I just mean that if you look up any kind of uh, data as far as education goes. Last time I saw it, I think South Carolina was 46th out of 50 states in overall education. Uh, we lived in a city called Orangeburg for a short while. And Orangeburg is really interesting. In fact, you could probably Google Orangeburg and try to find some videos because there was one that I just recently watched that was really impressive. It was about segregation essentially it's very alive and well down in the south racism segregation and especially in south carolina it was pretty amazing um there were two schools um and the main well i guess i shouldn't say main one but the one that uh, we lived close to was orangeburg prep which was typically white uh the other high school typically black and there's a lot of racism among both races down there and it's kind of interesting that they even kind of you know segregated themselves uh, a lot of people might point towards money because uh again being from the midwest farmers are all over the place up here but uh most of the time farmers here don't make a whole lot of money down in that area with tobacco and a lot of subsidies and things like that they're, they make some decent money. Uh, at least it looked like it because there were some huge plantations and some giant farmhouses, nice trucks, new equipment. Uh, you don't really see that a lot up here um, in central Ohio anyway. So I think a lot of that you know stems from money because the white folk, the, the uh, farmers tend to have quite a bit of money, uh, whereas the African-Americans do not tend to have a lot of money. Uh, the school that was there, South Carolina State University, <clears throat> at the time was actually looking at losing their accreditation. 
which was very frustrating, especially for that area, because Orangeburg used to be a fantastic place. My parents and I used to drive to Charleston for vacation, see where I'm going, and uh, we would we would sometimes stop off in Orangeburg, and it didn't seem like a bad little place. It seemed like a decent little town, and then when we lived there, that was about 10 years after I had been there with my parents, and uh, there was a huge change, uh, an insane change, but I bring that up to kind of talk about an experience I had uh, down in South Carolina, down in Orangeburg, where I was working at a GameStop. You can either cheer or sneer, because believe me, I understand both sides on that one. Uh, and I was outside, uh, and a there was a gentleman, black gentleman, that was sitting in a truck with it running, and an older black lady, I'd say probably late 60s, early 70s, because we're in a strip mall, she was walking by, and this guy was sitting in his truck, and she asked the guy, do you know how to get to some destination around town? And he said, well, I'm not exactly sure how to get there. And I said, start it in. I said, well, actually, if you go down here, take a right at this light, you'll head down this road a little bit. She looked at me, and in the middle of my explanation of where to go, she looks at the black guy and says, so you're sure you have no idea how to get there? And he looks at me. He looks back at her and he's like, well, I don't, but, and then he points at me and says, well, this guy certainly knows where you're going. She looks at me and says, okay, well, thanks anyway, and walks off. <laughs> ah, it was a riot. I'm like, are you kidding me? Um, and Orangeburg is predominantly black, uh, it seems anyway. And I remember the very first night we were in town we got settled in our new apartment and everything, walked into Applebee's thinking nothing was nothing. It's Applebee's, right? And it was like something you'd see from an old 90s sitcom. Like, we walked into the place and everybody in the restaurant was black and it was like record scratch. And what are these people doing here? It was kind of entertaining. And the hostess was sweet as could be and... You know, we sat, we had dinner, um, even though we got a lot of looks, which I thought was funny, <laughs> and then we left. And it was so interesting being down through all that, because I'm like, I don't understand why. You know, being up here, I mean, certainly we have a, a huge array of races, uh, especially being around uh, the Ohio State University area. I mean, it's very diverse. In fact, I had read somewhere where Columbus was one of the top 10 diverse cities in America, which blows my mind. But OSU is so huge and does so many different things, and a lot of people send their kids there. So uh, to me, it was just strange. I, I, I mean, I had had run-ins before here at home, but never anything like that. Um, in fact, I worked for another place called CD Warehouse. It was a new and used music store back when those could actually exist uh, before all the fun of iTunes and everything else. But the the one that I worked in was, again, on kind of a rougher end of town. Um, it was, I don't want to say a black part of town because that's not really how this area kind of works. It's more socioeconomic, not racist, not or racial, I should say, uh, like a lot of the southern areas that we visited when we were down there. Um, and so anyway, this uh, middle-aged black woman comes walking in and with a store full of people and yells across the store, hey, where do you keep the black people music at? Now, 
how do I, as a white guy, answer that question <laughs> without without being called racist? There's there's no way. It was such a it was such a bait, and all these people kind of looked at me like, how are you going to answer this? And I said, well, well, you know, what kind of genre of music exactly is it that you're looking for? And she's like, you know, black people music, and I started saying, well, is there a particular artist that you want to hear or anything? And she started getting mad. And of course, even just asking questions, I was still wrong. Listen, if you don't know what black people music is, then maybe you should take your cracker ass out. That was what she said. Now, if I had said anything like that to them, holy good gravy, uh, you know, all kinds of hell would have broken loose. So I just think it's funny how people have uh, an automatic thought that just because I am a white person that all of a sudden I have to be in the middle of racial tensions and I just don't understand why. Um, but Hey, this is part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast. Maybe there's someone out there can, that can explain that to me. Maybe there is a reason that I should have, you know, some kind of racist thoughts. I don't know. I don't, I don't see why. Uh, because again, I, I work with different ethnicities. I have friends with different ethnicities. My best friend is Hispanic. Uh, <laughs> so I, I don't know, but we'll, exp we'll expand on that later. Uh, for the second point that I said that I am straight, as I mentioned, I am engaged uh, to a woman um, and I am a heterosexual male. And again, being heterosexual male Instantly, um, I'm a misogynist, I hate women, I am demeaning, um, I am just a horrible, horrible person, and that gays, ugh, oh, I hate gays, I'm straight, don't talk about being gay, that'll, that'll just turn me gay, ugh, no, um, I do not hate gays, I've had a lot of gay friends in the past, in fact, I work with a gentleman who is homosexual as well doesn't even cross my mind when I'm talking to him. I uh, don't understand why. I It should. Um, the first... Uh, so the city I live in, being that it is the Midwest, um, there's a lot of small towns around larger towns in the city that I live in. Um, predominantly white and very conservative. So the first time that I'd actually met a gay person was in my very first job. 15, 16 years old, working at Pizza Hut, and met a guy named Jeremy, um, and, you know, he had the stereotypical, you know, this is back in the 90s, the hair, and the lisp, and the whatever, so I assumed, and of course, we talked about it, and he was, had a boyfriend named Patrick, um, good guy, I loved hanging out with that guy, we talked, we joked around, we had fun, and, I mean, after he found out, he was like, wait, you're, you're, a Christian guy and you're talking with me. Well, yeah, who cares? I, of course I'm Christian. That doesn't mean that all of a sudden I hate gays. Ah, you're all going to burn in hell. No, I can be a human being to another human being. And I think if we had a lot of that going on now, things would be a lot better. But again, I digress. I mean, I've got a friend that was over 20 years or for over 20 years, uh, that I met at another employer and we talk off and on all the time. She's amazing. Uh, in fact, she just got married. Gosh, what is it? About two years ago now, maybe? Um, couldn't make it to the wedding, unfortunately. But, you know, good for her. Fantastic. Um, also, I uh, we had a mutual friend um, who I hadn't seen for quite a while. We worked again at the same 
uh, retail outlet, and I hadn't seen him for years, and yet he sent me an article out of the blue um, that related to something that when we worked together, and I just thought that was crazy. So, I mean, he obviously understands that I'm not the stereotypical crazy Christian that uh, wants to throw him all in a lake of fire. So, so the third option, uh, the third adjective, is that I'm conservative. Um, I typically actually feel more that I'm libertarian. I'm not the type of guy that wants to tell you how to live your life. If you're going to live your life, live your life. If you're not going to intrude on other people, we're, we're straight. We're good. I guess I shouldn't use straight when we're talking about this stuff. But we're good. You know, as long as you're not forcing me to do something I don't want to do, go do your thing. But how is that hurting me? It's not hurting me one bit. If gays want to get married, go get married. Have at it. It'll be great. Uh, You know, like they're not going to be stalking outside my windows like we're going to turn them. We're going to make them into one of us. No. Gee, Christmas. So, yeah. I, I'm, I tend to be more libertarian. I, I am conservative on some things. I'm liberal on some things. But, you know, why why should I care? If you're not intruding on my life and making me do something that I don't want to do, go do whatever you want. Uh, kind of a, a touchy subject. We'll kind of get started early, I guess. Like, things like immigration. I support immigration. As long as it's done legally. Uh, you know... It'd be like anything else. I mean, you lock your doors at night to make sure that the bad people don't come in. I'm not saying that immigrants are bad. You understand what I'm getting at. That someone doesn't just walk into your home and start eating your food and kicking up on the couch and doing whatever, right? I mean, you protect what's yours. So, I mean, if you want to come over, tell us who you are. Do it legally. Become a citizen. Absolutely. I'm all for it. Um... And in fact, I had a friend, well, my, my friend from Libya was actually very interested in uh, coming over here, but because of some things that our current president has in, uh, has in the works, unfortunately, he is part of one of those countries that is not allowed in. Hopefully that will change soon and things can happen because he wants to get out of his home country. On one on one side, the other side is he just he wants to stay there because he wants to take care of his family, which I commend highly. That's fantastic that he's in a difficult situation, a difficult life, yet he wants to still take care of his family. Uh, a lot of people don't do that nowadays, so fantastic. Adjective number four: I'm Christian. Now, some of you may be rolling your eyes, some of you may be flicking off whatever you're listening to. Because I am a Christian and thinking that automatically I'm better than everybody else. I'm judgmental. I watch everything you do and say, and I'm like, oh, oh no, nah, you're going to hell for that. No, you know, you could be a better person. Listen, those are my personal beliefs. I believe in Jesus Christ and that he is the only begotten son of God and that forever whoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I believe in the Ten Commandments and that is my belief. Uh, going back to my friend who is in Libya, uh, naturally, being in a Middle Eastern country, he is Muslim. He and I talk about our religions all the time. And it's interesting to see how they somewhat intertwine and have you know a lot of things that are similar. And I love talking to him uh, about Islam. I think it's great. I, I think it's fun to talk to, talk about, see the differences, see the similarities, and, and learn 
about these cultures and learn about these other things, I think is fantastic. Um, and as an example with that, so my best friend I mentioned before was working at a, uh, a company where again, being near the Columbus, Ohio area, there's a lot of different ethnicities there and a lot of different religious people and uh, different religions. And they were talking about it at work, which I thought was kind of interesting. Cause that's one of the things that's so taboo religion and politics, never talk about it at work, but the conversation ended up that way in a group of people. And, you know, there was, a uh, someone from India that was talking about, you know, Hinduism and how they believed and oh wow, that's really interesting. That's great. And of course, you know, the middle Eastern was talking about Islam. Wow. You know, it seems like such a great culture and blah, blah, blah. They get to my friend and he mentions that he's Christian and everything just gets silent. <laughs> like they're asking about all these other religions or asking about this and that mentions that he's Christian and silence, you know, like, so again, instantly people assume because of things they see in the news or from people that they know here that, you know, oh, well, this guy's a Christian, but he's a son of a bitch. Well, yeah, you know, they're out there, unfortunately, <clears throat> just because they're religious, they hide behind their religion or they what, but Brandon is not one of these people. Um, so I just thought that was kind of funny where, you know, they want to know all about these other things, but then they're going to listen to someone or their other opinions or their experiences instead of talking to somebody who's actually walking the walk. Um, so that was funny, you know, and there's a lot of misconceptions about Christianity and they're thinking that, you know, again, you know, gays aren't allowed in church. Well, I'm Methodist. Uh, my church actually had a lesbian couple that was, they were members of the church. They were in our church directory for crying out loud. Like every five years, they do a, a picture directory of everybody that's in the church. And they had their picture taken together and they were put into the church. Now, that's pretty progressive for some Christians out there, I think. They'd be like, well, why in the world would you celebrate sin? Well, it's not really celebrating sin considering that we're all sinners if you believe in, in that type of uh, thing. But, you know, I mean... Everybody sins. Maybe, maybe they will find that there are different people after being in church for a while. I don't know. Uh, maybe they feel that they can still be Christians and still believe, even though they are homosexual. There's whatever they want to do. That's life, man. Uh, there was a local um, weatherman, unfortunately, that uh, was going through a horrible bout with cancer that, uh, unfortunately a couple weeks ago, he lost that battle. Uh, but through the whole time, you know, through interviews that they did with him because he was a beloved member of the community, they talked with him and they talked about different things. And everything he ever said was he was talking about how he, you know, always kept his faith. It didn't matter. He just, he kept his faith. And this is a man who was married to another man who adopted two children uh, you know, who are we to judge anybody just because they have faith to say, well, you can have faith, but you're doing it wrong. Listen, there are a lot of people that have faith that do a lot of things wrong. <laughs> and that's one of the biggest misconceptions of Christianity. People think that, oh, you're Christian. You think you're perfect. No, that's the whole point. The whole reason, at least for me that I'm Christian is because I'm not perfect. That's why I have my religion. One of the many reasons. And there are people that say that Christianity is a religion of hate. Granted, you could say that about any religion because there's a lot of things in the news now about Islam, especially, or you see these wars going on, you know, and 
Jerusalem and everything else all about religion. But speaking on Christianity right now, you know, well, you hate, you hate gays. Well, you hate this. You hate that. No, we don't hate. You know, uh, Christians are taught to believe a certain way. There are teachings in the Bible that say certain things. And the deal is, it at its core, and this is something that, again, someone may argue with me, and it's core if you believe John 3.16, which I said earlier, and I kind of stumbled over my words, and you believe in the Ten Commandments. There you go. At its core is what I'm saying. There's plenty of other things that are in the Bible that they tell you to do and not do and everything else. And and if you do these things, you're not getting into heaven. Absolutely. I mean, there's going to be rules everywhere. I mean, you don't just play baseball and like hit the ball, run the bases. There's plenty of other subset rules all over the place in there. So I don't mean to trivialize Christianity by comparing it to, you know, America's pastime. But I think you understand what I'm getting at. It's not a religion of hate. At least it certainly shouldn't be, if you're following it correctly. We're told to love one another. Uh, that's it. I mean, love one another. You know, do your thing. Love, Live your life. And don't worry so much about all this stuff that everybody seems to be worrying about right now. Just let people live their lives, man. And if they believe, there you go. You got something in common. If they don't, Guess what? I'll bet you can find something else in common that you have with them that you can at least be friendly with them about. Um, and again, people also assume that I'm against other religions just because I'm Christian. I just mentioned that Al Hassan and I, my friend in Libya, we talk about it all the time. Um, my tennis coach growing up was Jewish. Uh, actually went to the Jewish synagogue when uh, the husband of the couple that coached us passed away. And it was... Amazing. It was great. And we liked talking about these things uh, back and forth. I have atheist friends. Um, sometimes they do and say some things that upset me a little bit. But you know what? That's not a big deal. Um, just because that, that they believe there is nothing doesn't mean that all of a sudden I'm going to be ugh, well, I can't hang out with you. I can't play Xbox with you anymore. No. We can still be friends on many other levels for many other reasons. Um, I have agnostic friends. And in fact, my fiance herself is agnostic. So we have a lot of interesting conversations back and forth, she and I. Uh, we get into some deep conversations while driving around in the car and listening to music. And I like bouncing things off of her and having different ideas and whatnot. The... Uh, the probably the funniest thing that we've ever talked about together. And I think I might've blown her mind just a little bit. And I might blow your mind a little bit here too, is that I believe that science and religion coexist. When people say that there's religion, so there's no need for science. Well, that's just crazy talk. I mean, science does all kinds of things. Um, if it wasn't for science, we, my fiance wouldn't have a job. I mean, she's a nurse for crying out loud. There's all kinds of science that goes into, you know, the medical field and, uh, and everything else that we do. So, I mean, we need science and I think it's hysterical that science is always trying to disprove God. When in my opinion, it seems like all they're doing is proving God more. Uh, 
you have things that are created and they're like, aha, we discovered how, you know, how this is made. We discovered how this works. Take that, God. There's one more nail in your coffin. Well, why? I don't, I don't understand that. It's kind of like I build a computer and then somebody's looking at it and it's like, oh, I see what you did here. Well, that doesn't all of a sudden mean that I start fading away in life like Marty McFly in a picture in 1985 from Back to the Future. So I I probably have a warped sense to a lot of people out there, but again, I don't understand why it has to be one or the other. Um, it's kind of interesting where if you look at Big Bang and Evolution and compare it to the story of Genesis or creation in Genesis, now there's a lot of similarities between the two. So again, it's one of those things where why can't they coexist? Why does it have to be one against the other? Um, you know, God made it. Here's how. Yeah, it, that kind of thing that I just, to me, seems so simple. Um, and maybe we'll get into that later because I do, again, have quite a wide range of people that I'm going to have on this podcast talking about all kinds of things. So I think that'll be something that we'll talk about later. And uh, at the end of this podcast, of course, I'll tell you how to contact me and everything and maybe give some ideas or give some insights on some things. So for the fifth adjective, I'm male on its own. I can't understand sexism. I can never be raped. I can blah, blah, blah. I'm the man. I can do whatever I want. I beat the woman over the head and I drag her back to my cave. Listen, just because I'm a man doesn't mean that I'm a misogynist, doesn't mean that I hate women, doesn't mean that I demean women. Uh, anybody who knows the two of us will tell you that my fiancé is the one who wears the pants. Uh, <laughs> I love you, baby. And she is a very strong-willed woman, and I love that about her. Um, it, it causes some interesting things when we first got together because I wasn't used to that. Uh, but now it's something that I feed on and something that has actually made me into a better person. So no, I, I, there's, there's no reason for that. I mean, if that was how I was, I would, you know, I would have left her long ago and gone with some girl that, uh, didn't care about herself or have good self image. Nope, not at all. Um, and to say that I wouldn't, you know, that I couldn't be raped or I can't have things happen to me. Um, this is interesting. This will be the first time I've ever talked about this pretty much to almost anybody. <laughs> um, back in freshman year in high school, I was, I guess for lack of a better term, molested um, for at least three months every day of school. Um, I had, there was a group of girls, three girls, four girls, that every day would walk by my locker as I was getting my books and whatnot, and would either, most of the time, they would grab my crotch. And not just, you know, like a little tap or a little, no, like full-on hand-grabbing crotch. Uh, give it a squeeze or a jiggle or whatever you want to call it, laugh, and go on. So I tried... Yelling at him to stop. That just made him laugh. Um, I tried turning away or doing other things so that way they couldn't grab. And, of course, that just made him want to do it more. Um, and so I got to the point where I was like, I'll just let it go. They'll finally get bored of it eventually. And, uh, unfortunately, that eventually took a lot longer than I had hoped. 
But to say that men don't get these things and that only women can be sexually abused, that uh, unfortunately is not true because that certainly wasn't welcomed. Um, I felt like I couldn't talk to anybody about it because I'm a man, right? I shouldn't be worried about it. In fact, I should be inviting women to come grab my junk. That's what we do, right? We're men. Ah. Um, no, I felt embarrassed. I don't think I ever told my parents uh, about that, actually. So there you go, folks out here listening to my podcast. You know more about me than my parents did. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was embarrassing. It was it was a rough spot in my life. It was frustrating. Like, I didn't even want to go to school because it was one of the first things that I would do. I would go to school and I don't know if they waited on me. I don't I, I don't know. But it seemed to happen every single morning, and it was so frustrating and upsetting. So, no, if there is a woman telling you that uh, you don't understand or you can't understand, believe me, this guy right here does. Um, because I'm a straight male, I'm a misogynist, because I'm conservative, I hate Hillary because she's liberal, uh, which, in fact, I just don't like her for a lot of other reasons. And I'm Christian, and so women are inferior. Again, anybody that knows us, Definitely Jess is not inferior. <laughs> so going over that and spilling my guts really was just to tell you who I am and that just because I am all of these five things and more doesn't necessarily mean that I am what you may or may not already believe or have an idea about and that you shouldn't judge a book by its cover to use that old stupid cliche. But I mean, if you think about it, and a lot of people don't do this anymore, everything's gut reactions or whatever, they're clickety-clacking on their keyboard instead of really thinking about things. I mean, wouldn't you hate it if people were judging you for the things that made you, you? I mean, just because you're black, you must be uneducated, or if you didn't go, you know, didn't graduate high school, then you must be an idiot, or you may have a menial job, what some people would say, menial, but... I think that's the one thing the Russians got right. Every job helps the good of the country. <laughs> you know, uh, the, you can look down on certain jobs. You can be like, oh, well, he works fast food. Well, guess what, jerk? You're the one going through the drive through getting that stupid fast food. So don't be judging this guy just because he's back behind the counter and handing you your Big Mac. When for him, you wouldn't have your Big Mac. Um, and, you know, talking about that, actually... The janitor at my work, I want to be the janitor at my work. Not that I want his job, but this guy is one of the friendliest, nicest guys you will ever meet. Younger guy, um, just friendly as can be. Uh, I mean, he talks to practically everybody that walks by him. He is happy. I've had... Five-minute conversations with this guy when I shouldn't because I should be working. <laughs> but he's amazing. He's a good guy. And I, I love the fact that a lot of people would look at him as just the janitor. But again, guess what? If there wasn't people like him or people doing his job, we would be living and working in a place of filth. And he doesn't let his job define him. He doesn't let his job make him think, oh, wow, I'm just this, you know, guy, I can't talk to these people who are in business suits. 
I've seen him talk to these people up on our third floor, which for us is our top floor and where the big wigs work. I've seen him talk to these people like it's nothing. And they talk to him like it's nothing, which warms my heart because just because he's wearing a polo and some latex gloves, taking care of business doesn't mean that, uh, you can't talk to him because he's not in a suit. I love it. So think about that kind of the next time. And this isn't me telling you what to do, but ah, yeah, it is. <laughs> think about it next time. Just really think about it. Would you want to be judged based on what you look like or who you are, what you do for a living? So don't do that with other people. Just take a, take a second and maybe look at their situation through their eyes and really see what's going on through there. And uh, I think if a lot of us did that, I think this place would be a lot better off than it is. So again, why listen to me? I really feel that there's a lot of people out there that have the same issues I have. I mean, I, I really think that there's so many people out there that have been wronged or been treated a certain way just because of your outward appearance or because of your job. You know, you meet someone, you tell them a few details of your life, and in 30 seconds they quote-unquote know you. Um, you know, they look through your Facebook profile and all of a sudden you guys have been friends for 20 years. Uh, you, you feel like you've been put in a camp based on a few political beliefs, you know, just because I said myself that, you know, I am conservative. Oh, well, all of a sudden I'm a Trump lover and I'm wearing a make America great again hat and everything else everywhere I go. No. You know, uh, just because you're white, the world looks at you like you're a monster. If you're black, you feel like you can't make an impact on the world. If you're Muslim in America, you got a target on your back. I know that you felt this way in one way or another. And if you have, this podcast is for you. The silent majority. The people that the media ignore. Because the big guys, the extremists, the one making the loudest noise... Those are the ones that get the camera time. Uh, and it's not fair for any of us uh, to have that going on. Uh, and the people that are tired of voting for the lesser evil, they want to vote for the greater good. The people that believe your religion and political views don't define you, just aspects of who you are. This is This is what this is for. And I hope that by listening to this, again... It might take a couple people off. And if it does, I'm sorry. Don't listen. It's okay. I mean, I'm just some guy blabbing around in his office having some people over to have some conversations. I wish you would listen. Uh, I'd like to grow a fan base. And I, I think it'd be fun to get to know a bunch of people with a bunch of different ideas and, and concepts. Um, you know, if I make you mad, any of my friends make you mad, anybody I have on the show makes you mad, I'm sorry. But... You know, I'm not going to make you listen to it. I hope you do, because I think it's going to be a great time for everybody. And this podcast is going to be political in nature. It's not going to be pure politics. I'm not going to have, you know, some crazy background music. No, none of that. It's going to be political in nature because we're going to talk about all kinds of different things that, you know, will we'll have a political tint or whatever to it, but... There's plenty of other topics and news that we're going to talk about. Um, I love music. I love movies. Um, I like cars. Don't know much about them, but I like them. 
you know, we're going to have conversations and episodes about these things too. I mean, it's not all going to be serious. It's not always going to be, you know, argument and, Hey, I'm going to prove a point and Hey, maybe you should listen. No, I mean, we're still going to have some fun and talk about stupid stuff. But a lot of this stuff is just also because I want to open up the eyes of people to see that you don't have to fit into a box. You don't have to fit into a side. Our goal isn't to tell you how to feel on these things. It's or or to sway your belief in anything, a person or religion or anything, but just to talk about things like normal human beings used to do before all these media, TV, cable news, social media had to put a slant on everything and tell you how you should view the world. You know, a lot of people now, they'll find something out, someone will talk about something, and they're like, oh man, what in the world? So they jump on their Facebook to see if there's any news articles or anything, and unfortunately, I mean, I'm even guilty of this to a point where Facebook is kind of turning into an echo chamber. Uh... You know, you're friends with people who tend to agree with you, and you may not unfriend someone, but you may unfollow someone because of them not believing the same as you or saying these other things. You're like, ugh. But instead of reaching out and just looking at one thing, really we should look out and, again, see things from different angles, see things from different sides. Don't pigeonhole yourself. You're not helping things out uh, for yourself. I mean, we only gain learning through understanding and if we don't understand the other side or we don't at least attempt to see what else is out there your scope of things is really kind of narrow so I really hope that you do continue to listen I hope that we get to know each other a little bit more Um, and I hope that you have fun maybe learn something maybe gain, gain a fresh respect for something or an ideal that you may not have even known was out there or may not have thought of. So keep listening. I really hope you do. Uh, We're going to try to do these at least once a week. That's the plan. You know how plans go. Um, But I'd really like to get something out here where we can get some uh, different things going. And again, it's not going to be a bunch of people that believe the exact same as me because that's going to be boring to listen to. We're going to talk about different things, different people that I know have different opinions on things because I want to have conversations. That's the point. I want to show you that you can still have a conversation with someone and not call them names or tell them that they're stupid. (laughs) All because of them not believing the same as you. So keep listening. Uh, I really hope you do come back. Tell your friends if you think it's something they'd be interested in. And uh, I think we're going to have a lot of fun together. So... Thanks for checking us out, and I hope you have yourself a great day.